Hey, welcome in. Welcome in, you beautiful fucking people. It's your boy, the hat, the trash man, and the bald, and the bald, here again to delight your eardrums with our horrible voices. Damn it. I can't, I can't be nice to us. I just can't. It's just self-deprecation every time. I feel like that's just millennial humor is self. Yeah, not nice to myself. Deprecating humor. Eric, what's your tangent of the day? All right. We need your guys' help. Udisc has a, I can't think of the word. They have a word. Not an interview. Program? No. Survey. Udisc has a survey out about your year of disc golf asking some questions and there is a question in there what podcasts do you listen to you know they got all the big ones you know nate sexton's podcast they got the disc golf podcast they got the upshot they got uh what is it called party time with hannah Macbeth. they got all those but they have a place to write in so go in there if you're listening go in there and write in the Ono oh Disc Golf. Please, it would mean so much to us. I don't know if we'll ever know or see it, but it would be cool to somehow be like the most wrote in and written in disc golf podcast. If, if this could happen in, in any fashion, it would probably make our years, maybe. So, yeah. We would probably have to quit doing podcast because it would be so cool we'll never be able to hit that peak again yeah we quit bye guys no just kidding no. we're gonna we we're not gonna, gonna do quit. this until we die yeah but also don't do the survey just for that part it's a good survey to do it gives you just a lot of good information about the but if you only can give that little bit of energy that's fine just go in there write us in that's it get out of there that's fine too Good for you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Good tangent, Eric. I know. I had to write that one down or else for I'd sure. forget it. <laughs> um, um, if you can't get enough of us on this wonderful, delicious little podcast that we call the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast, because I never said it in the intro. Also, this is episode 44. Go ahead and check it <laughs> Go ahead and check us out. Damn it, Eric. Go ahead and check us out on... You're doing great. The Gram, Instagram, Facebook, and the other ones. TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Patreon. Also, you can use our code ONO, O-H-N-O, over at StarFrameDiscs.com, StarFrameDiscs.com to get 5% off. Or, or, if you're in the mood to buy some fabulous merch, go hit our merch store over at Teespring Store. Yeah, I just woke up my neighbors. <laughs> Oops. I'll have to oh, no. tone that one down for sure. That was a red line. All the other things, too. So go do, go do the things and do the things, and you'll do the things. So you guys have a fantastic day and that was an ad read from kyle <laughs> we have a wonderful episode 44 we brought back a fan favorite and friend of the show tony ryapel and we're gonna give you some more sponsorship news of the pros
That was the worst, worst ad read I've ever done. I like it. Far. Except for you screaming, fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Re- that, was, that was that. I, was a little I wanted to accentuate it. In recent sponsorship news, we had Matt Orum leaving Prodigy and moving to Westside in a two-year deal, which is pretty sick. He had an awesome year this year. So I'm surprised. I don't know if surprised is the right word. What were it wasn't something what word are you looking for? I was expecting to see happen. So yeah, surprised. Oh, like to see him get signed right away. Just to see him move. I mean, I would have thought Prodigy if I was Prodigy, I would have brought out all the guns to keep Matt on my team. But I'm happy for him. I think he made a good choice. Again, it is another one of those disc golf DGPM, the Disc Golf Player Management Team, got him, you know, helped him negotiate the contract. So they're obviously doing good work. We also talked quite a few, three or four episodes ago now, about Eric Oakley leaving Dynamic, and he signed a contract with Infinite for one year. I am really excited to see him with Infinite. He can throw whatever he wants now. It doesn't matter. So yeah, that's awesome. I don't that's- yeah, that's sick. I'm. I want more pros to throw open bags, or yeah, I think that's what they call it, open bags. Uh, not nailed down to just one brand. One brand. Yeah, I think it. I think it would be good for good for the sport, but good for their. But I mean, oh, good for the player, maybe. Yeah, maybe not so much for the disc sport sponsor, as a whole. Maybe. Yeah, probably not, but. They're just not you know, as much individual attention. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Eric Oakley to Infinite. I think him and him and Drew Gibson can probably do some fun stuff together. And then, you know, he's allowed to collab with pretty much anybody. Not that Dynamic was keeping him from like playing with other people and doing stuff with other people, but now he can like really just collab with any company. Um, you know, kind of do. Be pretty pretty free with with uh, what he's got going on. So it's like the best situation possible. Yeah, and then a little bit less well known, but if you're on Instagram, you probably see him a decent amount. Is Cole Redolin? He is leaving Discraft. Uh, he's kind of like an up and comer. He's pretty young, so not a major name, but um, still enough to make like the alti world alti world list of sponsor changes. So I'm excited to see where he goes. Definitely. It's fun to watch those up and comers and the younger guys kind of make make changes at the beginning. So also like there's been a lot of like bigger moves this off season anyway. So it'd be kind of cool to see like a little bit less known of a name moving as well. Kind of see how that contract situation played out. Oh, for sure. Completely off topic, but I was reading also that last year Dynamic offered contracts to both Calvin Heimberg and Eagle McMahon. I don't think Eagle will if I don't think Eagle will ever lived to leave Discmania, but I mean it could happen. I just don't ever ever see it. It could happen, but not in you don't think it will. Yeah. It's like I you know, I I'm not always right. Extremely low probability in your mind. Oh, well, that's pretty much it for the big sponsorship moves since last week. So, Tonight's special guest, second time friend of the show, Tony Riopel. 
Let's Tony, go. we hear you had some changes to your sponsorship this season. Oh, this is where I'm supposed to talk about my changes. Yeah. So uh well, I feel, I the last know. time you like to give like a <laughs> shout out to I, your sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we start right off with it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I am uh so my sponsors are uh, Fisher Disc Golf. So I'd like to give a shout out to them. Make sure you check their online store out and their stacks out. Also, uh going into 2022, I'm gonna be sponsored by Beast Disc Golf out of New Hampshire. It is an apparel company. They have a super sweet logo. They're all over social media, so check them out on Facebook, Instagram mostly, and then you can get a link to their store, so make sure you check them out. And also, my boys at Ono Disc Golf, who I know and love and like to rep their gear when I'm out because they're super, super, super sweet. Uh, Well, we appreciate that. For anyone who hasn't listened to your first episode, why don't you now tell us about yourself? I live here in Saginaw, Michigan. I am on the going to be the MP40 side. I'm 41. I've been playing disc golf for uh, just over three years now. It's my passion. Uh, I work in the advertising and operations field in my professional life. I'm married. I have a three and a half year old son, and we're expecting our second baby here in less than two weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're pretty pumped up. It's another boy, right? You said son. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> another boy. Uh, so quickly, overall, how well do you think your 2021 season went? I, probably better than expected. You know, when looking at it from the 30,000 foot view, I would say that my one of my main goals was to get to 920 rated. I was like 887, I think, in the, in the early winter. I think I was probably closing in on 900 when I talked to you guys last time. Um, I ended up getting to 925, which you know, now doesn't feel that great. I feel like I've been playing like, you know, 940, 950, 960. I had a couple 990s this summer. I had a couple 980s, but I also had some pretty big stinkers. You know, Todd and myself and Sean took over the Wix Club, which is super cool. So we're kind of running the leagues and some of the other things out there trying to make some improvements. I got through some amazing tournaments, man. I met so many cool people got to travel to places I've never been, got to see some courses that are just unreal, like unlike anything I've seen in Michigan. The the ones at Ledgestone, and maybe we'll get to that later, were just, <laughs> if they were local, I'd play them once a month because they are that much of a physical challenge. We can get to it now. What one was your favorite? You know, if you if you had to boil it down to a single course, I know it's really difficult. If you had to do a top three, you can do that too if you want to cheat. I'll do I'll do the top three I did out there. I'll tell you, I'll run them through real quick. So quick. First one, first one was Megiddo. I love that one only because A, it was the most scenic. And I also aced hole one walking out of the car when we got there. Wow. Not in the tournament, but not in the tournament, in the practice round. First throw, Sexton Firebird up the gut, 280 and in. And they have an ace board and I was the only one who's ever signed it. So that was kind of cool. And visually, it was just beautiful. The elevation was nuts. We were walking up and guys are like, don't bring a cart in there. And I'm like, well, it's all I brought my bags to the hotel. And Jesus, after whole 16, we got up and left. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> the terrain wildlife was fun, but only because I bogeyed the first five holes because I was a little more hungover than I anticipated. And then I caught fire and battled back and had an awesome round. And then Northwoods black was insane. You guys, that course is two miles long. And it is. That's like the toughest course of the year, right? Yeah. Ulibari shot a plus 12 and it was 980 rated. Holy cow. So I would shoot like a third, well, 40 over maybe. (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, I almost aced the first hole. Mind you, I couldn't putt. 
But if I was well, putting, I would have been in the you, next. But that's you. <laughs> it's long. It's long. If you can throw long and you are lucky enough to not hit some trees, you can probably do some damage there. Okay, so you just have to pay off the trees. Yes, the trees have to be paid off. But it was amazing. Like it was just, it, we ended up getting rained out, and that round never even counted, which sucks because I was having a really good day out there. But it was just really cool. Ledstone was awesome. This year was a success. My wife was super amazing. I have to give her props because she literally let me, and I hate saying let because I do what I want, man, grown ass man, but she didn't <laughs> fight me on playing in like 30 tournaments this year, you know, cause next year we're going to have the baby and all that stuff. So it's going to be a lot slower. So I was really grateful for that. Yeah. yeah I remember you saying like this year was the, like the big shebang before the baby came, right? Yeah. I'll probably cut it in half next year. How many did you end up making? Sorry, how many? How many did you make up? You two between sanctioned and unsanctioned between twenty five and thirty. A lot. So was Ledgestone your favorite tournament? Yes, just for the experience. I, I don't think I'll ever miss that. I'll definitely be going back year after year for that. That was an, an, just an incredible experience. So, what's your favorite tournament to watch on, like the pro side of things? Probably Worlds. You know, I just you like seeing the big one, and I just I like seeing I like watching my boy Nate play not my boy it's not like i know him when we're homies but no he's like, he's uh, your boy you said it yeah. if you said he it it's be, real uh, he should be i got so much of his shit in this house i don't know if he's got a bigger supporter here in michigan but yeah i just i like watching him play and with his schedule with everything going on in his life it's he it doesn't get out to as many things so you really only get to see him in some of the majors so i'd say probably that and worlds was sick this year so Heck yeah it was. i thought i was dreaming i was i just got out of a like a two round like 50 some hole tournament and was like dog tired of bed almost falling asleep and i'm like please stay awake please stay awake and i got to see like the most incredible shot in history so that was pretty cool yeah it's like a fun like almost in like you know there were negative things like oh where were you like when like 9 11 happened or like jfk was shot or like we'll be like when where were you when the shot happened and that was the (laughs) shot i mean before that let's be honest it was philo's backhand there that went in with the destroyer it was Nico's skip off the parking lot, Albatross. Yeah. yeah, I mean, before those were probably the shots before that. But yeah, there's nothing that big, like you know, where where so much was on the line. That's just like scoring a 99 yard touchdown as time expires to win the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, that's that was the equivalent of that shot. And it's only one person versus an entire team. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so talked a little bit about your firebird collection what was your favorite firebird purchase this year that's a great question you know what it's tough because i'm a huge 19 like i'm all about the 19s i've actually liquidated most of my non-19s to fund my 19s financially probably not the best decision i ever made uh (laughs) (laughs) i got rid of some absolute bangers that have probably went up like a thousand dollars since i sold them to just to buy a couple of hundred dollar discs but but it's what you want i i I totally get that yeah but i i mean i've got like a hundred of them now but i did pick up some team stamps uh from my buddy uh who's kind enough and and deals more actively than i do and got his hands on some, and he was good enough to just basically swap those out for some some shit he could sell on his end. So I was really happy that he did that. But I would say the best one is I won a last year for the LBC. You know, they do the LBC Firebird. Well, they also yeah. released these other seven stamps on other seven uh, plastics. 
So they had some star ones, some metal flake ones, a G star one, and they all had like the Innova, like hologram stamps on them. And they had made seven of each and they went out at like the major tournaments. They basically gave them out to the clubs that ran these tournaments and said, here, here's a thank you. And these people could keep them or sell them or do whatever they wanted. And some of them made them out public. And I ended up getting my, I wanted this, they have an orange one and it's got like a dark orange halo on it and it's a star material one. And I ended up winning one. And um, oh, I'm, I was happy because my kid loves orange. So I'm just going to keep it forever. And when he gets older, I'm just going to be like, hey, you, when you're ready to buy your first car, here here you go. This should fund it for you. <laughs> you decide what's more important. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be like when you're ready to buy your first house. Here. <laughs> you, dude, you never know. I mean, I sold though. at this time last year, I sold somebody a, a rainbow 15 for like $350 in Two weeks ago, I saw one sell for twenty five hundred. Yeah, I seen some high so, dollar ones that you put up though on the on the Firebird Collectors page. I've definitely made some money. I'd say I, <laughs> I'd say I did. I say I did. Did all right. I got all these buddies telling me to buy stock, and I'm like, you know what? Worst case scenario, this this is never going to be worse than less worth less than the twenty dollars I paid for it. So you want to tell sure. me a better investment? You know, man, dude, it might not be worth a million, but if I bought enough of them, it would be. That being said, I bought 8021. So if anybody wants to pay like triple what they're going for right now, I'd be happy to sell them. Please contact me, look me up on Instagram because I have a feeling those are going to sit in my basement for the next five years. Hey, solid plug. I love it. They're awful. Make your money, bro. One day they'll go up in price. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to shove them in a closet for forever. They just, and of a just saturated the market with these things and they made them so pretty where back in the day was like buying cards, man. You buy 20 of these things and you get like two good ones. These ones you get it and it's like 18 good ones and two. Oh, those are actually all right. And it's just like, it took everything out of it. it took all the, all the hot air out of it. Huh. Which makes, I mean, kind of makes sense. Money grab, right? Like pump out as many yeah. as you possibly can to make as much money off them as you can. It depends on how you're looking at making money, man. As somebody who tells people on how to run their businesses on a daily basis, I'll tell you right now, do you want that money in your hand right now or do you want it for the next 10 years? That's it. Yeah. It's creating a market versus money now. You're right. Yeah. It's but I guarantee they won't be as big next year. But I don't know. Innova, I'm not going to don't uh, that's all yeah. our opinion and uh allegedly just just throwing that <laughs> allegedly yeah, all alleged yes i hey and i love innova i want to say <laughs> that too so you ever want me to be an ambassador i'll be keep it real but i'll tell you look at my bag and that's what you're gonna see actually me too so look, like i don't want to bash them because i love them but i thought that they messed up on that i just bought a mystery box from them 30 minutes ago yeah it's more of like uh we're giving you advice because we love you <laughs> mm-hmm. this is my friendly advice take it or leave it yeah yeah it's i mean <laughs> they totally just, listen so yeah they listen yeah. for sure yeah 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 <laughs> uh, uh yeah look me up guys i'd be happy to co- be a consultant wildly expensive but mm. oh yeah but worth every penny <laughs> yeah so we heard about your favorite firebird what was the hardest one to let go that one's easy. My pink shatter. My pink shatter 16. Oh. I uh, I really wanted to surprise my wife with a gift and I wanted to pay a couple things off like under the radar. And I sold it for $1,800 more than I paid for it a year ago. 
but it's still the it's still the prettiest stamp I've ever seen, man. That pink shattered stamp is gorgeous. So someday I will have another one. I just don't know when. And I had a good looking one too, so I don't just want some basic one. I'm gonna get an elite one, and someday. Now, sixteens are like the most sought after, right? Or am I wrong in that? They're probably the most most plentiful sought after ones. Okay. Fifteens yeah. are worth more, but they're less common. Yeah. See, like, yeah, I'd say that that's accurate. Sixteens are just in a more in abundance because they made like five times as many, and which still wasn't that many because it still wasn't wildly popular yet. But fifteens, I think, was like maybe a couple thousand. Got you for like total. the entire run. Yeah, so yeah. So like that's real... why there's. Yeah, I got to throw my first actual 15 this year. I owned one for a little while, a thrower, and man, those things are sweet. I get it, but I just I can't bag a $400 disc. I just won't do it. Well, funny story is my friend Nate lost a 2015 Sexton Firebird at Cass City, never been found. So I'm sure there's just some kid who has no idea what he has in his hands throwing it. Yeah, or just sitting in somebody's garage and quit playing. I mean, think about how much money is just sitting around in people's bags around the country right now. Just, yeah, I don't play that shit anymore. I grew up, you know. Think about the bag that was stolen from Big Germ. Like, that's in a dumpster somewhere. It has to be, because if any of those popped up, they'd be all over it. So, or in a, you know, landfill by now. Plus, they they outed them for being the hot dog bandit, too. Yeah, I know, right? I had a feeling. I I was like, I was down to him or Eric. We all all knew who it was. Yeah. Yeah. But he had to out himself. He did a pretty good job lying, to be honest. Like, how did he not get caught, though? Like, it's not like he's some inconspicuous guy walking around in, like, you know, a pimp daddy fur and a. And he lied to, like, a lot of people. (laughs) You know? Right to their face. Right to their face. For, like, a year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, it's, it's, it was, it was very well executed. Well done, sir. Never trust Big Germ. That's the no, lesson. Oh, yeah. No. Allegedly. No. Man, we're really, we're really bashing on Innova. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hug my gators and firebirds right, before like, I go to bed. Fireflies like... and be like, I'm so sorry. I love you guys. You're my favorite disc. <laughs> Bless your creators. Right, like you're one of the biggest Innova people. What was your biggest highlight of the season for you? I mean, I got my first sanctioned win. I ended up getting four of them, but I had never done that. So I'd gotten a lot of unsanctioned wins, a lot of doubles unsanctioned wins. I did not have any sanctioned wins, so I ended up getting four of those this year. I'd say that, and man, I'll tell you, I was this close at D-Glow. If I would have just shotten moderately shitty day one, I would have won Deagle this year. But I shot absolute dog shit. I I don't know what the hell I was thinking. This is this is what this never is wearing a polo again. <laughs> never wearing a polo again, man. I showed up looking like Paul McBeth's <laughs> gigantic twin. Uh, and I looked so, so nice, just dapper as fuck. And I walk out there thinking I'm just going to shred and I could not move in that thing. I'm a big dude, man. <laughs> and they make these things boxy as hell. And I'm just like, eh, yeah, eh, stuck eh. In it. and yeah. And all I got under it is like a wife beater. So like, I can't take that off. There's no sleeves. It's an A tier. I'm like, I wonder, I honestly, this is no shit. And I've never told anybody this. 
when it started to go south and it was creeping into my head, I almost ripped the sleeves off like the Hulk and just said, fuck it and played like that. And if <laughs> I, I, I do? I'll never. Yeah. Right. It's still a polo. <laughs> um, I just or taped it back on, but like right here. I so it's not like attached. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. I'm pointing at things again that no one can see. Just, just so just paint but, on a shirt, bro. Dude, uh, never again. Like I will look like the white trash king of the world. Like I even told like my sponsors, Beast, when I was talking to him, I was like, Eli, whatever you do, don't ask me to wear a polo. <laughs> like I'll wear it to work, but like I get me a jersey, get me a, get me a, anything, get me a hockey jersey. I don't care. Just. Not a polo. And uh, so, yeah, no polos are, are in my deal. It's like written into your contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- that's my green m and Underlined. Yes. Uh, so it says right here that you will not wear a polo. So you won't wear a polo. Is that, is that a, <laughs> it's a sticking point for you? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Fuck yeah, it exactly. Is. Yes, it literally is a sticking point. I can't there raise my, raise no my arm past here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If there's polos involved here, then we, we're done here. I will send it I'm out. I'll send it back. <laughs> this contract is null and void. So, where was your first sanctioned win at? I got it. Did I already talk about this? You know what? Let's talk about something else. I got it at Ice Bowl. I feel like I told you guys about this. Yeah. You guys are going to have to go back and watch episode 9 or 15 or whatever, and I'll tell you guys <laughs> all about it. No, Deglo was the coolest part because <laughs> I shot like dog shit, and I went home, and I was pissed. Well, I didn't go home. I went to the hotel. And I'm just like, you know what, man? I'm not doing that tomorrow. I was in 21st place. I'm like, I'm coming back. And I came out like gangbusters and shot Neg 5 the next day. It was like 980 five or nine ninety rated and that was with bogey in the first two holes of course which is what i like to do and then i was sitting in i was sitting on chase card day three and i shot the hot round again and i came in fourth and i think i was three strokes off the lead and those guys shot really good man like the, the guy that won adam he was literally backhand dominant and just placed every single shot not a ton of power no flash, no flare, just up and down, up and down, up and down. Now me, I had to, I was hitting lines I didn't even think existed, throwing it through holes and trees and <laughs> just finding the shortest way to the basket with as hard as I could throw everything. And it just worked out really well. But that was, that was the most fun just because I was just really proud that I came back, you know, instead of just saying, oh, you know, boohoo, you know, and crying about it. I just said, I'm not going to do that again. I know. I remember watching the scores. It was pretty sick to watch you watch you come back. It was the probably one of the few times I would say I've ever been in the zone playing disc golf. You know, playing, you know, basketball and all that stuff growing up. I can remember getting in the zone where you just catch the ball and it's just like this is going in. And that's how I felt for two straight days out there. Yeah. Like I couldn't wait to get to the next deep pad. Licking your chops for real. It was a good feeling. It's a fun way to play disc golf. Yeah, I wish I could feel that more often. Sure. <laughs> Would uh then the polo situation be the biggest oh no moment of the year? Not even close. Oh no. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. no. <laughs> so I have I have two and I'll I'll so 
the first one kind of starts on my trip to Florida. So my wife and I and my mother-in-law went to Florida for spring break. And I was geek because I was going to meet my buddy, uh, Alan Schutte down there. And he was going to show me these sweet courses. He lived over kind of towards the other side of the state. And we were going to meet in the middle of the state, play a couple rounds. And we get there and we, the resort is nice. And I'm just super stoked. And I'm trying to get everything out of the back of my truck. And I'm lowering my, my R3, my ridge roller out of my truck. And I couldn't quite reach where I was trying to get it to. So I reached a little bit further and I slipped. And it was I had a couple options. Fall into a palm tree fall into my three-year-old son or fall onto the cart. So I fell onto the cart and I dragged my shin across the, um, the line X liner in my truck, which ripped the front entire front of my leg off. Mm -hmm. And then I landed wrist down on my, my throwing wrist right on the, the curb and it just bent it. It slid right down it. And then I landed with my ribs onto my cart, which they're, Shout out to Joe. He makes some badass sturdy cards. <laughs> a lot, lot harder than the human body. Tony, um, Tony Robb so, tested. Yeah. So I'm just plugging everybody tonight. I don't care. Good, bad. I'm just I'm plugging them all. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know what I officially did to my wrist. I never went in, but it took about six to eight weeks before I could really do anything with it. I don't know if I just hyperextended it really bad. I don't know if I had like a small break. Uh, but I didn't stop playing and I should have, um, because physically I couldn't do anything, especially forehand, which is my game. And then it started to get into my mental games and it was messing up a lot of my form. because I was trying to, you know, make it hurt less every time I did something. So may happen. So may was an oh, no moment. I kept playing into may. This happened in like April and I had a round at independence Lake here in Michigan where I shot a hundred points under my writing it did not count. It's not there. It's like, it never happened. It was on this. I was in the second car. I was on the last card in the last round and I finished dead last. And I'm talking <laughs> the worst of the worst. You guys, I took a nine on a hole. I just can cupped it. I, I missed this putt. It was on a hill and I just kept sending it until I made it. Ooh zero fucks given right. i just was so over it like i and the thing is is here's some advice to everybody listening i wasn't feeling this out getting out of bed i did not want to go i had to take mike schiller with me and he was counting on me to come pick him up and take him down there we had this thing planned out and i said i gotta do this i gotta pick mike up i don't want to throw him off i'm just gonna go and do it next time i will say mike sorry about your luck hope you got your car ready to go because I'm not going. I just wasn't there mentally. Right. Uh, physically, I definitely wasn't there. So it just uh, it was it was bad. So I had a couple rough rounds in May, which brought my rating down. And then June happened and I got some really good advice from somebody that was like, you're focusing on all the things you don't want to hit. You need to focus on your line and stick to it. And as soon as I started doing that, it sounds simplistic. I started shooting hot rounds, 960, 970, 980, 990. So my my rating skyrocketed back up. The other oh no moment was, ironically enough, Pro States, round three, Freeland. Ooh. Repeat of last year, I was in uh, fifth place, and I was a stroke off of lead card. So I'd survived Sanford, which is an absolute ass kicker. And then I went to Wicks and shot 
I think it was the hot round, which was like, or right at the hot round, which was a neg two. And honestly, Eric, Kyle, you guys know that course. Guess what holes I got? The hard ones. Yeah, like, I don't know, name them. Stupid hard ones. Right. Yeah, I got, uh, no. What holes did I get? I got dumb ones. I got eight and I got 13. That was it. I powered everything else. Well, and I was, dude, I. Bunker hole. Right? It's a wide open one. And I had to earn it too, man. I shot from the other side of the bunker on a hyzer and made it. Like on hole three, I shot one that came out of my hand and went over to the tee pad on nine. Almost hit the guys up there. Ooh. It's still part of it somehow. But so I get the freeland and I'm I'm like, dude, just do okay. You're gonna cash in your first professional tournament. You know, this is gonna go great for Turner Pro next year. Right. And I shot a I shot a plus seven, guys. Absolutely abysmal. Dropped from fifth to I think eleventh. Gotcha. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I, some of it was bad luck. Some of it was nerves. Some of it was poor putting. I just don't know what it is. I'm just so glad that we're not playing there for first states next year. <laughs> I just can't get my shit together there. Like any other day, I'll shred that course. Pro states, not gonna happen. It's a difficult ass course regularly, and the way the like the sounds like the changes that they made to it made it like exponentially more difficult. Which I mean, that's that's just sounds exponentially more difficult yeah it was i mean some of the holes were still gettable and i didn't get like any of those i just once i got down and things weren't going well i couldn't get the nerves to shake off Mm. and by the time i got rid of them i was so far out of it that i just really wanted to just get the hell out of there honestly i would say that that was the experience that's how i feel at freeland a lot of the time i just want to get the fuck out of here yeah yeah it's a fun course to play, but when you start, I like the course. To go bad in Freeland. It's just like they're. Oh my god! It's. I don't know. Yeah, if you're not feeling it, dude, there's just feel, such tight lines. It's insane. I feel like there's no average round at Freeland. You're either absolutely just shredding it, or you're pulling your hair out, getting your ass kicked, like hitting every tree and you know spitting on every putt and just. It's just there's no in between at that course. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. I do have to say, they made Wicks look so good on camera for pro states. Pretty sure I said it in an episode yeah. a while back, but it looked so nice with all of the wood chips and yeah. That course has come a long ways this year. We did a lot of gutting and cleaning out, like as far as like just moving logs, like dead things and trying to line the fairways and clean up and everything, you know, stuff that we're not going to get in trouble for, you know, piss off the township or any of those things. You don't have to ask anybody, but it's still improving it for the community. Correct. Yeah. And we, we keep up on that, but then, you know, I got to give Chris, Chris and those guys credit in the Lions club because they got Wicks all on board and man those guys come out we're just shredding trees and the wood chips like it just it even smelled good like it was just a it was like the best i've ever seen i was very proud of the course yeah for sure luckily i got to go play it like just for a second when i was back there at was after and the wood chips were just like it's, it was still all pretty fresh and it was just like holy cow they really definitely took their time and made it really nice appreciate that yeah yeah for sure i'm hopefully they can keep it looking like that i'll be working with them is there any big changes to your bag this season just that maybe were go-tos that you don't rely on anymore or new 
new discs in the bag or cart technically? One of the big things I did this year was I swapped rhinos out for envies and pre Conrad. Let me okay. get that out there. Pre Conrad. It's okay. This is a safe place. You can tell us. You're allowed to fan. No. It's okay. This, listen, I'm happy for his shot. I've even bought some of his commemorative shit. I think we are. We already, shot. yeah, we already did the whole like the shot yeah. talk. We already did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to MVP and Axiom, whatever. I bag you guys too. Discraft. I got some you in there. I got a Dismania in there. I've got. Uh, what else? I I throw it all, but Innova, I love you the most. <laughs> Anyways, the, I uh, I was at uh, actually at Evolution Disc Golf checking them out when they first opened up, and they had a used Glow Envy in there. And I'm like, I'm kind of looking for something because I was throwing our Piranhas and they just beat in so fast. Like every three four weeks, I was shuffling these things out because they were turning flippy on me. So I wanted something that was going to be a little bit more resilient. Uh, more resilient of a plastic and something that I could like really wrench on if I needed to from backhand only. I'm not going to forehand these things. And uh, I threw this one and there was a windy day and I was out at Midland and I'm like, man, this thing is sweet. So I bought a couple more in, in typical Tony fashion. I went out and just said, oh, I got to have all of them. <laughs> so I just started buying up all kinds of plastics and weights and I bagged uh, three of them now. I've got a glow. I've got a neutron. And I've got a probably one of the coolest just in my bag is a uh, electron one. And honestly, it's like whatever line, it's almost like the backhand version of a zone because like whatever line you put it on, it kind of holds it. So if you put it on an ante, it's going to hold an ante line. If you throw it flat, it's going to hold that. If you put it on a hyzer, it's going to hold it. But like even like a, a like hole four at Wix, like I can backhand this Envy like right up to the basket. Like it's just such a, unique disc in that aspect so that was the big addition i think this year what did i take out uh i haven't been throwing rates as much i've kind of been i've been trying to throw these halo strikes i can't figure them out yet i just feel like they'll be so easy to bomb on a forehand if i can figure them out so far i'm just so used to wrenching over kelvin's i just can't i can't can't do it yet they're probably a little bit flippy for in comparison to the right yeah 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 they're very flippy but the thing is is they also kind of have a stable finish so it's, i almost feel like i need something that's even more flippy so i can just throw it on a hyzer flip instead of trying to throw these things flat because i feel like they almost dump before they get a chance to turn over or i gotta throw them higher or i just haven't figured them out yet i feel that but i i feel like they could do something but yeah that's those are the big additions and subtractions i carry two less sextons in my bag. I had to make some more room for some other discs. So I basically just have season 19s that are seasoned a little more and a little bit less. And then I have a 17 for backhands. What is it about 19s that are just like, gotta have them? It's like you know, probably because they're the ones I learned on. I mean, if you really just like, but at the same side, I like, I feel like they're stable enough because sextons aren't as stable as like the other firebirds. Even a beefy 19 is nothing like a star or a champ. Those are going to be more stable. Like, so when everyone's talking about these beefy sextons, like, yes, it's a beefy sexton. They're workable. That's what I like about them is I know that like, if I've got to throw, like everyone likes to throw, everyone likes to think of disc golf is like the straight line. I got to throw on the straight line. There's the fairway. I got to throw on the straight line. Just don't typically do that. Yeah. Unless you're firing at 150 miles an hour or you are a wizard 
of like throwing like a, a like a perfect putter or flip up putter or something like that. They just don't. So when you find, I like to find these lines that move left to right and then come back right. And it's the perfect disc for that, for that motion. Like I think of like hole 13 at Wiggs. It's just the perfect hole for that. You throw it right up the gut, you let it fade over towards, uh, or let it turn over towards um, 14 steep pad a little bit. And then it hooks up around the big tree. Like I just, I love throwing those shots. And it's the same thing with the 19 withers gators. It's like, I know that they're reliable enough to come back, but I can make them do weird shit. And like, honestly, if there's a hole that goes, uh, you got to go out right and then come back left and come back right. A lot of people don't have a disc or a shot like that in their arsenal to get there in one. They got to lay up or they got to do things where I feel like I could throw something out to the right that'll come back left and still have the fade to finish back to the right side. And that's a big advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just way you say it is you might as well use the whole fairway you know like you don't need to use one straight line in the fairway use as much of it as is open play your strengths that's what i tell everyone what's your strength find a way to utilize it 10 foot putts was my strength mine are five foot putts yeah i that's still pushing it for me if i can't reach it into the basket i'm only <laughs> at about 75 percent confidence level uh, along with your changes to the bag has there been any like big breakthroughs that you got with your game and your form you talked about your the mental thing where stop thinking about what you don't want to hit and start thinking about the lines you don't want to hit or the lines you do want to hit is there anything else like along those lines yeah, I just feel like I've been working on my overall forehand form as it continues to just become more dynamic. Like I said, a big focus was I wanted to focus on like less stable things, not necessarily flippy, but like neutral discs and stuff like that. And that's something that I've incorporated. I've also kind of incorporated a two finger if I need it for like for those hyzer shots, because I noticed like a lot of people when they're throwing these hyzer shots, they're trying to tilt their wrist down. And then what happens is, is when your wrist is down, like so your fingertips are out to your side and you're trying to literally drop your wrist. Like you're trying to touch your knuckles to your elbow, essentially like the back of your knuckles. Like they're just so stretched down like that. When you follow through on that, your body's natural reaction is to turn that wrist over to overcorrect. It's super uncomfortable and you're not really generating enough power anyways. So they end up always turning things over. So I've noticed that like positioning when you're forehanding, and this is one thing that I've done, and maybe this will help some people is just done with your body and like your shoulder position. So like, if you take your arm out and put it exactly parallel, like with your elbow to your hip at like a 90 degree, all you're really doing is just dropping that shoulder and like dropping like towards your hip and then throwing through on that straight line that you would like for a flat shot. So it's a flat shot. You're just angling your body to throw it as a hyzer. And the same thing with the anhyzer. That's helped with a lot of consistency with with shaping some of those shots. Uh, for backhand, I just, you know what, dude? I work on my backhand all the time in my basement. My footwork feels flawless. I get out on the thing and it, it's shit. Um, you know, my right foot, I have a hard time with keeping my right foot like parallel with my body on my backhand. When I plan it, it's kind of like, uh, almost like pigeon footed or uh, penguin footed, like bird footed, like out a little bit. Right. And it's killing, killing my hip uh, from actually engaging and like pulling through. And then also I've noticed like I've been throwing a little high. So obviously my reach back is a little low. You know, if you're throwing high, you're reaching back low. If you're throwing low, you're reaching back high. But I also was wrapping it a little too closely and around my body. 
So I've been working on like that when I'm walking past my disc, like when I lock my disc in and stop and walk past it, I've had it a little bit out farther from my body. It's really, really, really helped for some crispy shots. That and Max Wax, you guys got to pick up some of that shit. There's another plug. I'll plug Max Wax right now. I picked some of that up. It's like the little disc, right? It's like a mini. It's the it's a disc. It's basically made of surf wax. I don't care what they say. It's it's just a fancy beeswax surf wax. But for cold and for rain, the grip has been fantastic with that stuff. Kyle digs the friction gloves. I don't know if you've ever tried them, but I can't imagine throwing in a glove. But I mean, I would basically. I mean, I buy all the little knickknacks and try them out. So maybe I should try them out. Use Trash Panda's code for twenty percent off. There it is. <laughs> this is Plug City. That's We're just gonna plug everybody tonight. Free plug day. But yeah, no, I, I throw one hundred percent with the glove now. That's awesome. See, I I didn't think I would like this stuff at all. And the first couple times, I did not like it. You got to reapply it pretty regularly, so mm-hmm. like you got to keep it handy. But in the summer, I think you know, basically a mitten bag, and just some good old like condensation spit, like breathing on your fingers is enough. But once that weather changes and it's hard to get that and your disc is almost got a little bit of dew or like wetness to it right. and you can't get it dry, this stuff was huge. I think it's, I think that's, it's a big, going to be a big part of the game coming up here. I do too. I was just thinking the winter, how hard the disc becomes makes it that much harder to grip. Like just like well, when it's that, really that's cold also out, true. the disc is like just like freaking rock solid. Right. So looking forward to 2022, what are your big goals for, for the next season? I want to win my first pro tournament next year. Haven't thought about them yet? No. Yeah, no, I haven't. And this is a good time to just spit out what first comes to mind and then <laughs> then completely 180 on this when I talk to you guys in the spring. <laughs> you know. Let's, let's get aggressive. You're going to win worlds, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going down there with my boy, Nate. We're going to throw firebirds and. Big Germ's going to put the hot dog stamps on everything, and we're going to throw envies and use Max Wax and use Trash Panda Codes. And, right. Um, yeah, I, I want to win my first pro tournament next year. I think it's doable. I've gotten close. I've had a couple where if a couple things went another way, uh, it would have already happened. So I think that that's a goal. I'd like to get my rating up to 950. I plan on doing a lot of work. I'm going to buy a net for my basement so I can still keep working even with the baby. Obviously, I've got yep. chains always a few feet away. Uh, you wouldn't think so with the way I've been putting, but I do practice down here. There's a disc dot there. Plug for those guys. <laughs> I know some people on Team Disc Dot. What's up? <laughs> Go look them up. This is that's going to be it's going to be the t- welcome Tony Ryapel the plug episode. Dude, I honestly told my wife, I said, I should just like literally plug people on my social media and just literally do reviews on everything. So people send me free shit. I love it. And just give them like legit. Yeah. Send me a free shit. If you're listening to this, I'll review it. I'll plug it. Send me some free stuff. Honestly, we would too. So we're plugging. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, no, disc golf. It's a three-way thing. It's three-headed monster right here. But yeah, I'd like to get my rating up to that. I'd like to, to win a pro tournament. I'd like my wife not to murder me, and I want to go to Ledgestone. I think all of those probably achievable, except for maybe one. <laughs> yeah, she's going to kill me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, she's going to kill me. I also would like to get my son more involved next year. He's going to be almost four, so I'm hoping he gets a uh, – he's he's into going now. I just want to get him more interested in throwing. 
Try to get some of those mini discs, the like the junior discs. Dude, that kid's eating, bro. All right. He gets out there. He was throwing fireflies like like 40 plus feet. I was just like, and then he'll do it three holes. And then he's like, Daddy, here's my disc. And he's done. Yeah. I'm like, all right, bud. That's awesome. We're not done. You're done. That's what I always (laughs) tell him. (laughs) Well, this is airing the day before Thanksgiving. So what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? The turkey, mashed potatoes. Sweet potatoes. You big stuffing guy. I'm going to say it's sweet potatoes. Um, I make some badass sweet potatoes, man. My grandma had a great recipe. My mom kind of improved upon it. I just made some last, last yeah, last night for the Thanksgiving we had at my, my uh, in-laws. And they're so good. I shoot you not. My brother-in-law ate them with vanilla ice cream for dessert. Man. Wow. So it's it's not like a whole sweet potato. It's like the candy yams. Yeah, they're right. Pretty badass. So I'd say that's my favorite. I look forward to that the most. I eat, I eat mashed potatoes year-round. They're yeah, so good. Yeah. They are good. That's fair. What um, about you guys? I'm going to have to say sweet potatoes, too. I don't get sweet potatoes often, so they're, like, the one thing I really look forward to. And then I don't eat ham or turkey. Well, girls don't like turkey, and I don't eat meat. I do, like, a, you know, mountain Start with the mashed potatoes, gravy, corn. You put the turkey on there. You can put some chicken on there, too, if it's there. You can just put everything on a big pile. Kyle, I picture you eating that that Thanksgiving in a can, like every Thanksgiving now. I just picture you, like, (laughs) plop it. It's like the... It's like the you know what I'm talking about? Like the 12 things they put in one can. It's like the cranberry. It's just layers of, like... right. I'm like, man, that's just that's Kyle's but thing. Just, Good for him. Just Thanksgiving, all the foods together. Yeah, I, I dig it. I usually am not like a food together person, so get, yeah, I get freaky on Thanksgiving. Apparently, allegedly. Yeah, I like the pies too. I like pumpkin pie. I had some peanut butter pie last night. It was really good. Speaking peanut of peanut butter, butter pie. pie, did you see the pie size Reese's peanut butter cup they made? Yeah. No. It's a nine inch Reese's peanut butter cup you can buy now yeah well that's there goes my other plans of getting in shape this winter i'm just gonna snack on those just throw those into the net that'd be good that'd be a good video (laughs) yeah just absolutely just sending we were gonna make a a breakfast food would it would it disc golf video and then we forgot and i'm not buying a waffle maker we should have it could have happened a breakfast food round Oh, uh, yeah. We're just going to, like, you know, will it disc golf and then, like, try breakfast foods and then, like, other foods, too. <laughs> Spaghetti. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, we're dumb. Yeah, well, it's good content. Other people are dumb, too. <laughs> people like dumb stuff. Yeah, people like watching people do dumb things, apparently. Who knew? Eric, you got any more questions? Those are all of our questions. Did you have anything else you wanted to share with the listeners? Or if Kyle had any questions before that? Or any plugs? Yeah, I got some plugs. <laughs> I told Eli I was going to plug Beast again really hard. So I'll plug it and then Kyle, think of one more question. I'll answer one more question for you. For you sure. didn't get to ask any. I'll ask one. Eric hogged them all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Beast Disc Golf. I'm really, um, this one is one I'm really excited about and I'm really proud to represent. The founders, Eli and Joe, are really passionate about giving back 
they have a lot of plans to do like a lot of donations for like wounded warriors and all these kinds of things. Like for them, this is just, it's bigger than, you know, just making a profitable company in these things. Like, obviously they don't want to I'm sure run their company into the ground, but they have a lot of big plans for, for helping. Um, they expanded really big this year. They signed 50 people between the Panda pack, which is kind of like uh, the ambassador squad. And then the main squad, the beast team, the welcome packages from what I hear are going to be really amazing that what they're doing for these people. And they really just pump everybody up and like, they have a lot of positive things to say on other posts about everyone. They know these people, you know, I'm one of the few, probably I would assume non-locals and they're just really proud of the people that are on their team. And they got some really high character people. And I don't know, they got kick-ass gear too. I mean, you guys, the yeah. listeners can't see the logo, but it, it's all high quality stuff. It's not cheap. Like they're not. If you send us again, a link, I'll really... throw it in the description. Okay, I will. Check check them out because their gear is super cool and it's just high quality stuff. So I just, I know these guys, I've known Eli for some time now and I'm just really proud to help rep his, his brand because uh, he's the kind of dude that deserves success. So how did you originally and plug? How did you originally come in contact with Eli? Oh, Eli's Eli so, Eli's my trade buddy, man. Where do you think uh, I got all those sweet nineteens from? Gotcha. Eli is he's that dude's a major player. That guy's got probably one of the best collections in the country, I would have imagined. Like, and now that he's into four claw buzzes too, Jesus, nobody's gonna have any of the nice can't have nice things when it comes to that. <laughs> like Eli is just every day he's like check out my mail call. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, stop. Yeah, leave some for the rest of us. Say some for America. Like, yeah, seriously. No, he's he's a great dude, man. He's uh, I have a lot of great conversations with him. He's come to become a really good friend of mine. Uh, He has nothing but nice things to say about the other owner, Joe, too. It seems like they're kind of in congruency with their vision and stuff like that. So I really want to see them succeed. And I'll be really shouting them out this year, trying to get people to uh, also support them. I fucking love it. Yeah. I don't have any other weird disc golf things to plug. I wish I had something else here. I'd be plugging it right now. That was great. Big, big questions here. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I better take a drink at Gatorade. Here we go. Yeah, no, it's no um, for Gatorade. I, I, all I could think of was like, if you could think of, you know, this coming year, besides having a baby and all that stuff, if you could give like one raw excitement thing you're looking forward to, I always kind of enjoy those. Non-disc golf. Whatever, whatever your heart desires mm, that's we are a disc golf show but i mean like if you do something that's non-disc golf that popped in your head go for it i yeah i don't know man well, like, you, you really know, it gets like passion out of you something that's like you know really you're like feeling it honestly i'm really excited to try and do some better things for wix i don't want to get too much into what i got planned but i'm trying to get some improvements done i really love that course i love what it's given my life you know just from who i've met and the enjoyment and the exercise and just the fulfillment I get out of the sport and the people I meet. So I just, I really enjoy giving back to like, man, I jump in on every fundraiser. Uh, I donate to all these clubs. I donate. It was weird being on the other side of it for my diaper party yesterday. I gotta be honest. It was just, it was weird. <laughs> I was super appreciative, but I just, I'm so used. I just get it's so like, much more out of things. Yeah. Stop right. It. Like, you know, I haven't always been fortunate. You know, and I've been at a point in my life where I was, and probably mostly self-inflicted, but wasn't, you know, doing as well as I am now. And not like I'm just some 
you know, gangster driving a Lambo right now, but like, I mean, I, I work hard and I do okay. So I, it's, it's always, I take something out of just, just remembering where I came from and, and all the other people out there that are grinding, trying to do their thing and, you know, how I want to help people and support them in that. So that's it, man. I just I want to keep just being a, a, a good human. I fucking love it, man. You put positivity out into the world and you will get it back. I, I couldn't agree with that more. Eh, that's why we vibe, man. Yeah. Well, we're awesome, but we're also cool. <laughs> yeah. Let's plug us for a minute. Yeah. Shout out to badass human beings. Uh, no. Use but... my use my promo code. <laughs> get ten percent off of the world. <laughs> use that anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Oh man. But yeah, no, that's it, man. I just want to keep uh, just getting better and being a better human. I'm just yeah. excited about getting better every day. I fucking love it, and it's like you know we're in the best community there is, so. It's a good place to be a good human. There was literally people yesterday that were bringing diapers and maybe I've, I've maybe I've met them or know a little bit of them, but there was a couple of people where I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> like, you don't have to do that, man. He's like, no, man, congratulations and whatever. And it's just like, that's the shit I'm talking about. That's the kind of, that's just selfless. That's what makes everything so, so special. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure those CTPs Brent put up had something to do with it. I mean, he put up some badass plastic for everybody yesterday. And like, he didn't have to do that. Like, I remember talking to him after he organized this, you know, with him and Brandon, I'm like, dude, you don't have to do this. He's like, dude, you give so much out. It's your turn. Right. I'm like, that's it. All right. Okay. It's like, damn it. Yeah. How do you, how do you argue that? that? (laughs) Right. But I just, just, I'm very fortunate to know some, I've met some just amazing humans. Yep. Disc golf brings some great people together. It really does. Cool. Well, that ended on a positive note. Yeah, we went a lot of directions tonight. Yeah. yeah like, it was... We're, like, all over. Do you want to plug your Instagram? So, uh, yes. Follow me on Instagram at TRDG Tony Ryapel Disc Golf. At Tony Ryapel Disc Golf on Instagram. I post, the, uh, you know, as much content as I can being a working father, but uh, the stuff I post is usually pretty quality. Not as quality as this podcast, though. <laughs> Tony Ripel Disc Golf on Instagram. No, you, you stuff is really quality, dude. Yeah, definitely watched the whole thing. Go follow him. Watched the whole you and Airbeds throwing aces. It's like, oh my God. 30 minutes. That was long. horrible content. I, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I enjoyed it. I second. mean, it was it was funny because we kept talking about how like it was our first take, and it was like it's so funny because like if you watch the progression of the videos, because obviously I took a bunch of them, like we're dry at the beginning, and at the end we literally look like wet paper bags, and we're like first take just started raining, and you know it's just it's right. it's horse shit, it's garbage, and like it the fact that it took us like. A hundred shots to ace hole sixteen, short sixteen at Freeland is just disgraceful. I don't know, disgraceful. But I like it. Yeah, it was funny though. I had a good time. I have a good time with all this. That's the kind of shit I need to be doing. I just going to start doing random interviews. I think where I interview people like abruptly, like they don't know it's coming. I just corner them like at their car, and I'll just start inter- interviewing them with a bunch of just curveball questions. 
That's not a bad idea. I might take my microphone to tags next week. Yeah, and just don't eat. And then don't say anything. When it's done, be like, thanks. And then walk away. What the hell was that about? I don't need your permission. I'm putting this up. Yeah. Everyone at your tags, I think, would be pretty down for it, Kyle. They would. They'd all just, like, scream into it. Terrible things. We'll That's a bad idea, actually. <laughs> you never know. You can you, you can edit it. You, try. you might. You, there's definitely going to be some gold in there. They're not going to say anything What's worse that? than I said. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, good chatting with you again. Always, as always, welcome back anytime. Good chatting with you. Absolutely. Love you, dudes. Love you too, buddy. It was nice chatting, man. That was episode 44. 44. We had Tony Ryapel. Tony Ryapel. Oh, sorry. I thought, you can I, say it. I thought we were doing, like, going back and forth. We were doing a whole thing. Yeah, go. go. Tony Ryapel. No, you said his name wrong. Ryapel? Ryapel? Raya. It's like a, it's pronounced like an A. Raya Pel. Raya Raya Pel. Raya Pel. Raya Pel. Raya Pel. Fantastic. <laughs> and we also talked a little bit about the sponsorship moves that happened since last week. That is true. We did talk about that. And I hope everybody listening has a wonderful Thanksgiving eat a lot of food and hopefully you get out to play some disc golf and not just watch the lions lose right. if you're from michigan happy thanksgiving everybody enjoy your family time uh that's episode 44 in the books as always thank you everyone oh no thank you for listening appreciate you and eric we'll see you guys next week best interview we've ever done jot that down catch you on the flip side <laughs>